doing pedos i mean people sorry there's no pedos that watch my programs they're all hanging about with me no kidding on that nah, only joking man how we doing people we all right is that a nice fine 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 sunday you're having i really hope it is and i hope i'm having a fine sunday in fact when this comes out i will be at work in an hour obviously i didn't check my watch there because i'm no filming this on sunday sorry to break the barrier so soon into it no even the first minute into it and i fucked it already story of my life man but if any have been following my socials you'll have seen that Sunboy Productions has now launched that's me taking the leap try to start a wee side hustle start something because I did a lot of editing I edit this podcast genius isn't I fucking talks and edits it uh, I've been doing my own tunes lately and I've, I've done some music videos as well I've done a lot of sketches so I feel as if I've gotten to a point in the editing game where um I've developed a skill set um and I'm I'm quite confident in that skill set. So no, I'm charging people for that skill set. But that's the thing, you wanna start it after a side hustle, that's the plan, bring a bit of extra income and then eventually that'll be my full time in- income because uh it's a dream in it, man. You work for yourself. I don't know about you, but for me it is this job I'm working right now, it's a good job. I like it, the boss's sound. But these things don't really last forever. Nothing lasts forever, especially jobs, especially when you've got it good, because it never rolls on for eternity. And if it did, would that even be a good thing? You would never leave. You'd be comfortable. Remember, people, comfort is the dream killer. If you've watched any motivational video, I'm sure I've said it plenty of times, but if you're tuning in for the first thing, comfort is the dream killer. You should aim to be uncomfortable. Every morning I get up, I fling myself in a cold bath without fail. Six minutes, uh, I, I fling myself in a cold bath. I get, I used to buy ice all the time, but I, see, buying ice, spending money on fucking frozen water, nothing to talk about. You get it for free. It's just in a different form. But uh, somebody recommended to get, let's see, uh, two litre bottles and fill them with water and put them in your freezer and just use them. So I just use four of them. Jump in and it does a good job. Plus as well, you just free freeze it. So I've been doing that since. So that's what I fling in my cold bath in the morning. Six minutes in a day, some Wim Hof breathing. Only get back into that lately. I never, uh, I did date a while ago and then uh, I ended up getting pure dizzy when I stood up in that man but I've kind of took my time with me kind of just try to appreciate the moment because I go into a meditation after I did a few rounds of breathing anybody's ever done any Wim Hof meditation you'll understand do it rounds so me being the fantastic editor that I am I hated it right because I used to use like a Wim Hof guided meditation it was on YouTube and it would do three rounds but after the three rounds would finish Obviously, it was YouTube, so it ended up going on to like an advert or something. So you would kind of need to break out of the meditation to go and pause it, or you're listening to some stupid fucking advert for guacamole or some fucking piss like that. Know what I mean? Or it like goes on to some shite. 
so uh, what I done, I went and got edited, I went and downloaded the Wim Hof Breathing, I changed it to like five rounds, and then after the five rounds, it went into like a DMT meditation thing, see these videos on YouTube where it's like kind of DMT music, it's all, all these mad fucking things. So uh, I made it last like half an hour because I, uh, I wasn't planning meditating any longer. So I've got like five rounds of the Wim Hof breathing, then it goes into like a meditation kind of thing. And plus as well, when I get up in the morning, I don't, I don't, uh, my phone's in airplane mode, so I don't check my phone till like about an hour or two hours after I get up. When I've done all my wee rituals, so I get up, I'll tan my pint of water with some electrolytes, some creatine and that, some salt, stretch, do the cold bath, do the breathing, and then I'm good to go, man. See a wee prayer and all. Pray to the Almighty. Look out for your man. Your man on the ground here. He's taking over, but he needs some backup. For your highness. Since I've done that, both, and I check the phone. But the thing is, before, like, it's when you're having to go into YouTube and that, you need to kind of turn your phone off airplane mode. So that was another thing. Before I meditate and I'm getting notifications and what the fuck's he saying? Aye, I just didn't like it. So... That's my thing, and uh, I like I've, I've felt good. I've been getting into the gym. I've I've had a lot more. I want to say I've had a lot more energy. I've had a lot more use of my breath, energy. I've been eating kind of shit, so and I've noticed it. I don't get away with eating shit. I used to, I thought I was like, ah, it's on the head, and to a degree it is. But see. For me, I fucking go all out. I'm like, ah, right, if I had a sausage roll for Greg's, I'll have a pizza the night. Fucking two caramel cakes, some ice cream, and I just fucking go balls to the wall with it. That's just the way I'm on. I'm half my fucking head. So, uh, that's a big reason why I've been getting into the gym, and I've... It's strange. It's like, I've felt as if my muscles have kind of burnt out, but my lungs haven't. I felt as if I had more in the gas tank, but it's just as if my muscles are failing me, and it's just doing eating shit, because they're not getting the correct fuel, you're not, not getting the fuel to push on, because I notice that when I'm eating good, I'm fucking, boof, I am an animal, I am a gladiator, I am a fucking Spartan, you know what I'm talking about, I'm fucking eating shit, I've got a belly like a Trojan horse, seriously man, I just... Because I'm one of these people, I am an extremist. And I love that. I would never change that. See these people with day hangs in moderation. You're a fucking pervert in moderation. Only a nonce would tell somebody to take something enjoyable and enjoy it in moderation. How can you enjoy something in moderation? If it's in moderation, you can't be enjoying it, can you? Think about it. You want my packet of Haribo's? In moderation, you would have one or two. Who the fuck has one or two Haribos? Oh, that's all right. That's see when I see these people, I'm like, ah, what? See when I look at people that eat food or like get a takeaway, they get a pizza, and they've got like four slices it left. Aye, given if it's a big pizza and you get a few sides, maybe there might be some seconds left over. But see, people just always have shit left there. I don't know what to make of you, people. Even if I'm fault of the gunnels, right, I'll still take a second run, a, a third run. Uh, I mean, I'll do a marathon, man. I'll do a triathlon on that takeaway until it's gone. 
And if it's no gone in the first instance, I'll put it away, I'll see it later. Because I'll not be defeated by food. And that applies to the gym. That applies to foods. It applies to sweeties. And I sometimes it can be a bit fucking dangerous when I was drinking, taking drugs, because for me, even now, like recently, the allure of like drinking, not even drinking as such, the number one thing that kind of comes to my head when I'm, uh, um, I'm visible to temptation, is like a joint, and I wasn't even joining enjoying green when I stopped it, same with any drug, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stop it if I was fucking enjoying it. But lately, I've been having that wee temptation. It's because I've not been got in my meetings. It's I've been busy with other stuff, and I've just not been fucking finding the time. I've, I've, the time's been there. I've just not been allocating it correctly. I've been doing like you can do like Zoom meetings and that kind of thing, but they're not really the same. You need to go to a meeting. You need to experience that. See if you're an addict of any kind, and you want to get after drugs, try a meeting. See once you get it, it's fucking great. It's like a drug itself, a spiritual drug. But for me. It's almost as if it's like a gravitational pull. It's like consistency within. If you're eating good, it's easier to eat good. If you've got to the gym consistently, consistently, it's easier to go to the gym. If you've no got to the gym consistently, it's easier to patch the gym. If you're eating shite, it's easier to eat shite than it is to cook something. So it just depends what you're doing. So if I'm not going to meetings... That wee gravitational pull, that wee niggles like that, mmm, maybe you should just try it, go, oh, fuck it, why not? And I've not even been to that stage where I'm working a bat on it, but I'm getting, I think they call it in recovery, euphoric recall, and it's where your mind thinks of all the great times you had, drinking, smoking, fucking weed, whatever, but when you go to a meeting, it's strange, it's almost as if, wait a fucking minute, I compare it to... Euphoric Recall is kind of like the trailer to a Hollywood blockbuster film. That's the trailer to like Lord of the Rings. It's like three minutes long, but the actual film, which is all the suffering, the misery, everything else that comes with it, that's about three hours long, but you don't see the film. You just see the trailer. But when you go to a meeting, you see the fucking film, the director's cut, you see part one, two, three, the sequels, prequels and all that. And it's a mad thing. You're like, whoa. And you can see how it catches cunts out. And uh, I'm aware of that. And see me, it's, I'm at this stage. See the thought of a come down? Or just even having a sniffle of that life I used to live. It puts the fucking fear in me. Big time. Like, you wouldn't believe. It's, it's almost like I've got PTSD for the sesh. And I used to be one of the cunts that loved it, man. I used to, that's all I had, because that's all I really had in my life was getting mad with it. I didn't have any purpose, no goals, no ambitions. As far as I was concerned, I had no skills, no talents, I had no qualifications. I had nothing but getting mad with it. Living for the weekend, a weekend warrior. Every weekend, I had something to look forward to. And I was saying this the other day, see, working on a building site, because I worked on a building site for my first job, 
for about seven years, no seven years in my first job, just my first job was on a building site and for about seven years thereafter, I continually worked on building sites on and off when I had a job. But uh, working on building sites, man, see when I see cunts with high-vis jackets or high-vises or I walk by a building site or I see scaffolding, I, I, I physically shudder. Like, I get, I've get, i got PTSD for that, I know. It's like trauma. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, man. It's just the thoughts of the freezing cold mornings, cunts moaning, you're on a pure shithole of a site, you're just wandering. Oh, my God, even the thought of it, man. It kills me inside, man. But see, doing jobs like that, there's a reason why you're on a building site. How many people do you know on a building site that don't really drink? Or don't drink at all, or don't take any kind of drug. Some. No many. My age, maybe you've got older generations. That maybe, they've got families. But for the young cunts, younger. Let's say maybe 18, late 30s. A lot of them drink, or take drugs, or both. And see, when you're working on a building site, you get paid every Friday. See, doing that, it's like, it's almost as if you need to be on something to manage to do that. Because I look back and I'm like, ah, fuck, imagine just, I've told myself, I will never, listen, I will never work in a building site ever again. Never. Doing building site work, of course, unless I'm hired to maybe go and film something. But I will never be a labourer, work on a building site as any form of fucking labour. Or whatever, never do it. I will never do it, honestly, because it's just one of the most depressing jobs in the world. And don't get me wrong, if you do it, fair dues, fair play to you. Everybody's got different reasons. I've just, my time has been spent with that. My time was overspent with that. I'm probably due back a bit of time, but it is what it is. I would never do it again. But with these jobs, it's like, for me, I'm living a life of sobriety. And I love it. I love it because you need something to focus on. I'm very privileged. You get a lot of people that go into like recovery and that. And they've spent most of their time like every day in a crack house or a fucking a crack den or a smack den. Or they're, every day they're up they're either up the tune begging or they're gonna about try to score because for a lot of people they're just they're taking whatever drug just to kinda get by. Cause it's like, like if you look at like smack, like the withdrawals, the shakes and all that kind of shit, the withdrawals, a lot of people are just maintaining their habit just so they don't need to deal with withdrawals. Cold turkey. It's meant to be terrible. Very, very grateful that I've never had to experience anything like that. But, so when somebody like that goes into recovery, they're living a new life, especially if they've been doing it for a long time. Which you find with a lot of like heroin addicts or crack addicts or that, mainly heroin addicts that have been doing it for quite a, a large period of their life. Somebody actually told me once, do you get like drug addicts that have been using heroin and you talk like that and that's how they talk? There's actually a thing to this, right? See, because heroin is like a muscle relaxant. You see your larynx and your throat. There's apparently a connection between like using like an opiate like that, a muscle relaxant, and 
the larynx in your throat, being relaxed, and that's why you talk like that. And I asked the question, like, so what happens when they come off it and they still have that kind of voice? You think if you started using heroin when you were like 16, you came off it when you're 32 or 40 or whatever. So I think that's probably about half your life. Imagine half your life talking a certain way. It's like the muscle's going to develop. That is the natural way of speaking. So it's crazy. You literally lose your voice to it, man. But that's the thing. When somebody like that goes into recovery, like their days are immediately freed and they're trying to learn a new way of life because they've no fucking real experience sobriety for they try to set up new new friend groups fucking just they're trying to find a purpose that isn't trying to score so i can understand people like that it's, it's you're a bit in no man's land it, that's a massive adjustment for somebody like me i was privileged enough to have found something worthwhile pursuing whilst i was still using drugs and that that was actually a, a massive factor in me getting after drugs and that because i was just getting sick of building momentum and the way I likened it was like a big Jenga block when you've got a good few weeks of momentum, you're doing this, you're doing that, and then you get on it, full it, and once you go on it, it's all bets are off, you're on it for days, and then you're rough for about a week, two weeks, and everything the Jenga block just crumbles, and then you need to sit and rebuild it all again. I, get, I was sick of that, I was like, ah, this is fucking brutal, and if I end up, if I took one line of gear, I'm back in my house sniffing myself, and see, anything, no matter what it is, how important it is, it's getting patched. Uh, just for me to sit in my house with the curtain shut. Television on one. That's another thing. Anybody that's ever done it, sat in the house sniffing gear or sound, you get that way, your pure curtain twitching and all that shit. Seeing you're sitting listening, you've, you've turned the tele down to one because you're listening, right? I fucking I hear any cunt that close. It's going, oh, that fucking a door slamming out here. You can hear that fucking telly like you're wearing a pair of headphones. See, the next day you get up, you turn the telly on, you're like, how the fuck did I hear it? It's mental. So, that was a big motivator for me to get off it. And see, since I've done it, I've been off it. The last time I took a drink was the 1st of July, 2022. So, it's 15 months. Last time I used a drug, it was end of November. So, I'm just going to say 1st of December because I can't remember the exact date. And it's annoying because it's just one of the ones I've read it. So I'm nearly a year. And in that time, my fucking life has catapulted, man. Just everything I've seen, I've been maintaining consistency. Uh, just it's developing a new way of thinking, man. It's fucking great. It's amazing, man. And just that way, I fucking feel like I'm just unlocking, unlocking, unlocking parts of my brain, parts of life, man. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. And that's me in less than a year. And. Right now, I can give you a wee hint. At the end of this month, I'm going to be appearing on television. Uh, it was something I done in the summer. I can't go right into detail with where it is exactly, but it will be on Channel Four, and it will be out at the end of the month. So, with opportunities like that, stuff has been popping up, and I've been finding opportunity and making opportunity. Well, I mean, I've been applying myself because, see, for somebody like me, as I say, I'm an extremist, I'm an addict in every sense of the word. I've said this before. I'm a passion addict. You know what I mean? I'm a gym addict. I can be a food addict. And I love that about me because I find something that I love and I can just go blinkers on. 
Whereas other people burn out and that. And don't get me wrong, burnout is a very real thing. I'm no... I'm no invincible, but... I can still be disciplined enough where I go, ah, right, this needs to be done. Don't get me wrong, I'm not 100%, but I'm still learning, I'm still growing. And uh, I've came a long way. And I'm glad, I'm glad to be where I am, man. But, uh, as I said, Some Boys Productions is uh, my next adventure. And this is me uh, trying to start up my own wee company. I should have started done this a fucking long time ago. But in the space of a year, I got a, a MacBook, I got a camera, but I've been kind of learning and can I try to get better and develop my skills, man? But I'm at a point where now I, it's at a, a point where I can start making money off it. So that is the plan. So wedding videos, music videos, short form content, advertisements. I'm also recording music in my studio. So if you want to record some music and get it mixed and mastered, hit me up, man. I'm the man. I'm the man for it. Affordable rates and... You've got some boy doing it. But could you want mayor? Nothing is the answer. But as well as everything materialistically in my life going well, inside in the head I'm, I'm a lot more accepting and you kind of need to be before usually all my life. I've been in collision with life, man. Just fucking, fucking hating everything. Culture is a big thing. I realised lately, look, culture, you kind of need to just accept culture changes. I mean, it's like you've no longer got a choice what, what goes on around about you, what clothes people are wearing, what music they're listening to, this and that. Because you do, you try and hold on to culture because it forms part of your identity, in a sense. And when you see, like, a point in time that resonates with you, or it's a point of time maybe you've been born into, there's been certain buildings you've seen, certain styles, and nothing like that lasts forever, and like music taste, like right now is it drill, everybody's listening to, it's all got a fucking expiration date, everything, including you, and me, nothing lasts forever, this camera, we've got an expiration date, this fucking mic, it might not be listed on it, but trust me, one day, it doesn't last. And that's a beautiful thing, that. Because once you accept that, you don't go, oh, fuck, this is going to be done one day. Then appreciate it for now. Because see, something lasts forever, you would just take it for granted. We would take it for granted. We're human. It's when you appreciate that something has got an end date. And for the most part, especially things you value most, you don't really have a choice or much control over when that day is. Life does. And life is unpredictable. But unpredictable can equate to exciting. So if you look at things like that through the lens of that, you might look at some people, some places... I talk about my job. You look at these things and you appreciate right now. I'm in a good point. There's nothing worse, man. You ever been in like... I was thinking about this earlier, no? So you see people, it's like... I've worked with them on building sites now. Or any kind of job I've worked with them on. Like, ah, I remember I used to work on a job up the town, man. Ah, you would fucking... 
you'd work four hours and you get paid twelve and all that, man. I can't just fucking getting mad with it on the break and all that shit. Oh, it was fucking break. it was dynamite and that. And uh, they talk about it with this kind of hint of nostalgia, but then all they're doing is moaning about the job they're on the new. Oh fucking no, fucking all that shit. It's like at the time they were probably fucking moaning about that job, I know. Oh, I mean, and then fucking wishing they were at the job before it. It's like don't look into the past. The past makes you fucking depressed. What the fuck? You can learn for the past. You can learn for it, but don't fucking live in it. Fuck all good. Fuck all good ever came for living in the past. Learning for it, yes. If you need to look back and go, wait a minute, right, what did I learn for this lesson, this experience? Aye, view the past. You know what I mean? View it. Momentarily go out right and take things to the past. The future, just be where it is now. The future, you can't predict the future. Think of all the possibilities that you thought about the future and the past. That never happened. So I'll say that again. So in the past, or even now, you've probably got some expectations about where the future may lie in various areas of your life. Maybe the world, world might be ending, world might get better. Ain't let's look at the negative kind of aspects of it. Think of times in your life in the past. Let's say you got a disciplinary at work. Or let's say you went for a job. Or anything like that. Where you had a lot of thoughts on the outcome of it. And you thought, right, I'm not going to get this job. I'm not getting it. Ooh. I'm going to get sacked at this disciplinary. The list is endless. So you can think of multiple outcomes, right? But there's only ever going to be one outcome. And see when you find when your head's filling you with the, the worst possible outcomes, always do it. How often does the worst possible outcome occur? The answer is, and I'm sure it is, I'm positive it is, fucking hardly ever. Once in a blue moon. So see, thinking about the future negatively, it just fills me with fucking anxiety. And I've been listening to, I'll actually listen to The Secret lately. Late to the party, I know. I believed in the law of attraction fucking years ago. It was just, I was manifesting things without realising it. I was thinking things that were happening. I was like, oh, there's something to this. So with that, I heard of The Secret and I'm like, ah, already been there, mate. But I listen to the secret if you have any. Uh, as I say, I listen to it. I listen to it on the audiobook, audible. Read it, listen to it, fucking watch it. Do whatever the fuck you want to ingest this piece of literature. Because since then, it's, it's just it's helped alleviate so much anxiety. Because when you're manifesting, you're attracting, and it's feelings that attract. So if you're feeling anxious, feeling depressed, feeling sad, you're attracting that kind of shit into your life. And I realised I done that so much. And when you're looking for, say, if you want money to come into your life, you need to live as if you've already got what you've asked for. And see, since I've been doing that, my God, man, my fucking mood has changed for the positive, for the better. Fucking been less anxious, been less stressed. Just been fucking great, man. So for that alone, 
It's been magical, man. It's been great. So I think that kind of aids my kind of viewpoint on acceptance. Because once you do that, you just live in the here and now. Wait, I go back to culture. I think of culture, right? Culture evolves in fucking spite of you. We say evolve, you might think it's devolving. End of the day, it's moving on. So culture, right? Is like a train. You get on a train, you go on the subway or that. You don't say to the fucking the driver, right, I'm going to this destination, you're going to stop here, we're going to stay here. No, you get on the subway or the train and you say, right, mate, where are you going? Right, I'll jump off here. Pretty much. That's what you're doing. And then the train goes to whatever destination it wants to. Because that is in control of its destinations. You're not. Your only choice is when you want to get off or do you want to ride the train and see what else the route has got in store for you. Because when I talk about getting off the train, you see people walking about like dressed like punks or kicking about and like, older people and that kind of thing and you see them, they're like, from a different era because they got off at the stop that was wearing suits during the day and fucking big leather jackets and that. They get off because, and that's no any fucking slight on them. That's uh, that's me saying they found something that they really liked. That something that spoke to them. And they decided I'm going to stick with us. But for me, as as I feel like I'm a traveller of time, and I don't think I'm a time traveller. I'm just I'm curious to see what's next. I don't want to stop and go like, ah, right, I'm settled here, I'm quite adventurous, quite an adventurous guy, probably staying in government, makes me want to fucking adventure, don't fucking get me fucking out of here, catch you after, but, that's another thing as well, and, I talk about, don't think about the future, living here now, but, that, unknowing, that fucking, what's going to happen in the future, because, we're going to be somewhere, if I'm manifesting something, obviously the future is coming into it, but I'm not getting lost in it. I'm not getting lost in the whole what ifs. What if, what? Fucking just do it. Just do what if. Fucking what if, what? Just do this. What do you want to do? Do it. Just do it! Just fucking do it, man. Stop fucking about. That's exactly it. And I've procrastinated all the time, but I'm aware of it. See, awareness, man. Be aware. Look at yourself and hold yourself accountable and say, are you doing enough? Are you doing enough? Am I kidding myself on? And see me, date quite a lot. It's been, it's like being, you know, your own worst critic, but just don't bullshit yourself. If I was to bullshit you, if I was to lie to you and talk shit to you, most people wouldn't tolerate it. They would be like, ah, see you later, mate. And we've all done it. We'd be like, this cunt's a fucking whopper. See you later. So why'd you do it to yourself? Why is it acceptable to do it to yourself? And we talk about self-delusion. Self-delusion can be a good thing and a bad thing. People might say to me, in the situation I'm in right now, I stay in a two-bedroom flat in Govan, 
got a podcast that's got an alright amount of subscribers. I've got a decent following on social media. By no means am I a star, but I will be one day. You can fucking bet every penny in your bank I'm going to be rich and famous beyond my wildest dreams. I'm going to be worldwide. Trust me, I'm going to be mega. Some people might go up, no bother, pal. For, for me to envisage that, there needs to be a part of me that's delusional. And I love it. Because I'm using it to better myself. Because I need to work towards something. I need to see something that other people can't. That's vision. Self-delusion, when crossed over with vision, can be a beautiful thing. So, don't kid yourself on. Be real to yourself. Be real to those around you. And you'll see the fruits of your labour will be returned ripe for the picking. But anyway, I will be filming at CPW Wrestling tonight, so I need to get my shit together and head off into my new venture. But it's been a pleasure chatting to you people. As always, suck me slowly, like, subscribe, and don't get wait. Catches. Leave it in tainted water.